Mesa presents the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. I just have one thing to say. TFC, 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 soccer, soccer, yeah, football and soccer. And it was a real, it was a real like, real hockey goal that Josie Altador scored because he was injured. It was. And actually, one of the uh, commenters afterwards was like, "He's like the Bobby Bond of soccer in in Canada." And, and I was like, "Well, I mean, Bobby Bond's leg was broken." But I mean, I saw a lot of hockey versus soccer yesterday, and I'm like, what? everyone, knock it off. Why does it have to be versus? Why can't it just be soccer is great and hockey is great, and we enjoy both? Steve, I think yeah. you follow too many hockey people. I think I follow yeah. too many people. Yeah. Is, is, are you up over a thousand? Oh, well over a thousand. So here, wait. Let me let me check. Let yeah, me check yeah. right now because I know I was around. I was over four thousand. I think it was at forty two hundred. And I slashed that number, slashed it down to currently 2,683. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people to unfollow, though. So, like, yeah. I'm recovering. You know? I feel like uh, I feel like in, in my recovery process, like, I, I reached a milestone. Deleted a thousand followers. I, I respect the... <laughs> Unfollowed a thousand people. If you, were, if, you, how, if you unfollowed one person per second, that takes out all the deciding time. How long is a thousand seconds? How many minutes is that? Man, now you're asking me to do division, a thousand divided by 60. So does this count? Is this my division question for the no, show? No, we'll get to Damn one. Damn it. <laughs> okay, good, because it's a too hard. A thousand divided by 60 is 16.6. So, so that's 15 minutes if you just went click, 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 yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I know. Listen, hey, how many guys does know. it take to divide with a calculator? Um, you know how but, many listeners <laughs> right now are like, I don't know if I'm feeling this, but it's not cysts. So, mm. <laughs> at least I can eat lunch and listen. You know how many people? So, think about that. I was eating lunch. That's not long. It's not a long time, but consider the, the the time then that you have to decide: Do I need this person or not? Do I need to follow this person? Do I need I their knowledge? I think very hard about a lot of it. Okay, so it still takes. No, you 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 need to when you're like flicking through your timeline. When you see a tweet and you're like, ugh, what do I follow this person? Then you hit unfollow. So just do yeah. it while you're casually on the app. Now, here, here is the here's the only thing that tripped me up. There were so many people who were like, I'm going to unfollow them. But they followed me. And I'm like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. No, nobody's thinking like that. There's people. Oh, yes, I, there are. There's people but, who I like to talk to individually. Yeah. But. When they tweet, I'm just like, you're awful. That's, <laughs> the, like, that's what the mute button is for. That's what I do, oh, too. I, oh, I do a ton of mutual uh, mutual follow mutes. Yeah, and oh, also... Anybody, I, I love them all, but... Anybody who gets upset that you're not following them on Twitter doesn't deserve any attention in your life. All right. Now, if you Steve, should work at Sage. If Steve unfollowed you on Twitter, Sage. Jesse... Sage is that store that sells, like, those peppermint roll-on sticks that... It's that peppermint stuff that gets rid of your headache... I just feel like you you deliver sage advice, and <laughs> you're like, you know what? You could use mm. some essential oils to calm yourself down. You should meditate more. Yeah, more guru. meditation, less Twitter. <laughs> Namaste. Um, I actually believe in that, if, so if, I mean, me too. I just don't practice any of it. If Steve unfollowed you, Jesse, yeah. I have a feeling that you probably wouldn't care. You'd probably be like, uh, no, I wouldn't give a shit at all. No, okay. If Steve <laughs> Are you unfollowed still my friend, if Steve unfollowed me, I'd be like, yo, <laughs> no, no. I'd, I'd be like, what the hell? I, if you if you unfollowed me, I'd be like, wait a second, what the hell? 
Not because I would I would instantly assume because I think differently. I think that something's wrong. Mm. That because like what it's not about the fact that he unfollowed. It's why. What led to him unfollowing me? The and other. then I would be I would be like, but that's like my what, that's my best friend. Like what would I do? Wow! Did you just unfollow me? <laughs> I just. But you're following my mom. <laughs> I am following her. It's funny because I didn't even do that. She just popped up, and she's not following me. So this is trash, or is she? Wait, let me see. I think no, she she's is. not. Typical Bell employee. Unbelievable. Did okay. you follow me? Yeah, fine. Thank I'll follow you. you back, Team Rogers. All right. Um. So I oh, only because it's Rogers. You're like. It wouldn't bother. It wouldn't bother Jesse, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I would just be so curious. unfollow Adam. <laughs> It'd be the cur- I'd be curious as to be like, you know, what what led to that action? Maybe your tweets are shitty. Some of them are. Some of them are. Maybe and you deserve it. No, and so what led to what I said about soccer was so it's maybe I'll follow good people with good takes, but what they do is they get outraged by bad takes and they quote tweet it mm. into my timeline. So now. It's like I'm following the shitty take. You know who should follow for soccer? Brendan Dunlop. No. I should. Oh, for footy? Yeah, for footy. Yeah. No, not follow footy. him. Footy. Oh, footy. <laughs> yeah. He'll tell you all about the pitch. I, I'm excited. I, I can't I'm wait to have him on. I'm excited to hear Brendan Dunlop's thoughts on the match <laughs> between City and Villa. <laughs> <laughs> Is Liverpool coming up next? Oh, the Reds? Can you guys <laughs> listen? You guys, you make fun of Brendan Dunlop as though you don't talk the same way about hockey. Oh, uh, oh yeah, get in there, boys! Friggin' dust her up, dump bucks in deep, hundred and ten percent. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be the equivalent? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, if that, I if, mean, I'm sure there's. If it is the equivalent, then the the then soccer is far more eloquent than hockey. <laughs> it is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, fair enough. Have you heard a European talk? Yeah, it's just true. so much better than anybody from North yeah, America. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no so, accent in North America compares to anything in Europe. No. Anyway, <laughs> shout out TFC, and also it's possible to like more than one sport. Thank you. Had my oh, piece. No, it's crazy. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> wow. Um, hey, New Jersey and Anaheim made a deal today, uh, and this is a this is a big one. Sammy Vatnin, who's been obviously on the trade block for a long, long time, he was rumored to go to the Leafs for a while. Rumored Tyler, to go to Vegas and Vegas too. Tyler Dello actually wrote a piece in the Athletic this summer about why the Leafs should sidestep him, not because he's a bad player, but because he really doesn't fit what the Leafs needed, which was a, a little bit more of a sturdy top-end. Like defensive stalwart. Yeah, which Vatnin is a puck mover, and mm-hmm. he's left-handed shot. But Jersey could sure use him. And they got him for Adam Henrique, Joseph Blandizi, and a 2018 third-round pick. That sounds... Pretty respectable. That's like a that's a really well balanced trade. I thought so. Um, when I first heard of the deal, so this was the first time. I think this is the most consecutive moves I've missed uh, in a very long time without checking Twitter because I was at the gym and then I was in the car and then I was on the phone with someone and they're like, "Oh, how about that trade?" And I'm like, "What? What trade? What? What?" <laughs> I love. How like, oh, there were two trades. Steve's version of missed is like he didn't hear about it for like three hours. That is well, my version of missed. <laughs> I got in the car with him this morning, Jesse, to park his car, and he said. Wow, uh, you sure miss a lot when you're disconnected from Twitter. I'm like, when were you disconnected from Twitter? He's like, well, for like for like quarter and, after ten, for like two and a half hours this morning. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, wow! <laughs> but I missed all these things. <laughs> and when I first heard of the trade, I thought it was just Henrik for Vatnin, and I'm like, I don't know about that. But um, Anaheim fans, if any of you are listening, uh, you will like Joseph Blandizi because he's on your team. Everyone else is going to hate him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Carlisle is going to love having Joseph Blandizi on his. Well, team. and when Ryan Kessler comes back, they'll have oh, Kessler and Blandizi. They are going to be a Perry. They're going to be a pain in the oh. ass. 
That's yeah. three lines of, God, I hate the Anaheim Ducks. I just, Unless you are a Ducks fan, you're going to love it. Yeah, no, if you're a Ducks fan, uh, that is, that's not the worst trait. And Adam uh, Henry. And you need a center. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, and Henrik, he's a good player. And what's, you know, a third round pick's a third round pick. It's, and wasn't there a conditional pick or something uh, going on? Not from what I'm reading, but uh, I could be wrong. Doesn't matter. I mean, the picks are... Oh, conditional third round pick from Anaheim. Yeah, so that's pretty yeah. much a wash. So it's basically Blandizi and uh, Henrik for Vatanen. Henrik on his own, I'm like, I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, the, the two of them. I see I see Blandizi as a long-term NHL player. It's interesting, you know. I, I hate playing against him. I'm glad he's out of the East, to be frank. Think about when Ray Shiro, who was the architect, I believe, of the Penn's first cup in, you know, is, is, since the 90s. Um, when he got to New Jersey, he's brought in Taylor Hall, Sammy Vatten, and Kyle Palmieri, and Marcus Johansson. And he has wow. gotten rid of Adam Henrique, Adam Larson, Joseph Blandizi, two seconds and two-thirds to do it. That's pretty unbelievable. What was the hall again? Uh, Taylor. Taylor and, Hall, uh, Sammy Vatnin, Palmieri, Johansson for Henrik, Larson, Blandizi, two seconds and two thirds. But if you look at it that way, there's also the cap room, Lucic, Puyi, RV. <laughs> uh, Connor no, McDavid's first round pick. That's an excellent hall. That is. That is a very excellent hall. It's, Not just Taylor. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, it, it, it goes to show... And I know that Anaheim sort of Anaheim again is dealing from a position of strength here. They they knew that they had defense. They have defense coming out their ears. They were able to lose Shea Theodore when they're, when they're healthy. They yeah. have approximately nothing coming out of their ears. Right um, now. Shea Theodore, Crunches. like, but they were able to lose Shea Theodore to Vegas, and that was like no big thing. And um, and they've got more prospects in the pipeline apparently. So uh, yeah. it's interesting that they make this deal, um, and it's interesting that there seems to be a real shape of what the New Jersey's Devils are going to be. Now, if you haven't watched the Devils game this year, I, I highly suggest you do uh, if they haven't played your team yet because they are, on paper, you're like, who are these people? Oh, they're one of the best and, teams in the league. But they are one of the best teams in the league because of the style of play. They've committed to what they are. And I think it's really a very attack-centric, which is anti-New Jersey Devils under Lou Lamorello. It's a very fast attack sort of team. And I think Vatnin kind of fits that. He does, but I would like to see Henrique in there as well. Like, I wonder how that affects them. Because, um, hmm. yeah, again, you would Vatnin does help in one aspect, but now you're losing a center. Yeah, like, wasn't he playing with Hall for a while, I or think for he was. the most part, even? I'm yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember exactly. I don't know. Johansson, I suppose, made him a little bit more expensible. Uh, exp- uh, expendable. Expendable. That's that's my new word. Um, can a little confusing. A little confusing. I'm. I don't know, man. I think I it's pretty well balanced trade. They needed. They needed more defense. I think when we were looking at them in the summer. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I don't know. They kind of needed everything. Like they barely had a team signed, right? Except for guys in the minors, who I think are the driving force behind why they're good. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, well, I mean, the Ducks get a lot of leeway because of all the injuries. I'm interested to see if the Devils now keep it up or if they stumble a bit. Um. Or get even better. <laughs> it, it goes again to talk about, too, um, I think, anyway, when you look at what Ray Shiro has done in the last couple of years, the moving skill in versus moving skill out. Yes. So when you talk about trading a star, and I, I, you know, I don't hate to bring it back to Taylor Hall. Everybody wants to, you know, everybody wants to say they hate bringing it back to that trade. But let's talk about that trade. And let's talk about, you know, what Edmonton has unfortunately, you know, been faced with. Um, 
And even though I don't think the Oilers are a bad team, they're certainly playing worse than they are. If you move skill out, better make sure some's coming back. And that's not that Adam Larson isn't skilled. It's just that skill is very, very hard to replace. And New Jersey has done a great job of sending picks and good players and getting back pretty good and great players. So, yeah, here's what I want to do right now. So let's let's compare what they've lost. So Henrique, I believe, is a center. So you're doing Henrique for Johansson. Mm-hmm. It's not so bad. Uh, you're doing uh, Vatanen for Larson. Mm-hmm. Defensively. I think, you know, second pairing guys who can play on your first if need be. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Palmieri for who's left? Blandeasy. Yeah. Did I? Oh, I thought yeah, I started Blandese. with Blandeasy. Sorry. So you got Palmieri for Blandeasy, which is fantastic. And then what? Taylor Hall for... Two seconds, two, sec- two seconds and two thirds. <laughs> How about you mix it up a little bit? Yeah, like I, I don't know. I'd, I'd say that's a very good job by by Shiro. I'm just wondering how it's going to affect them on the ice this season. But at the same time, uh, was success on the ice this season a goal? paramount? I mean, I'm sure it was a goal, but was it paramount for the for the Devils? I don't think so. I was listening to Hockey Central the other day, and they were actually talking about. Um, and I think this is right before Edmonton won because this is always the way it goes. But it they were talking about the chances that chances of Edmonton making it. And Doug McLean said, "Listen, I don't think that they're done, and I don't think he's wrong in saying that. Like there are no. a few points out. No, like it's no, not no, no, no. it's not dire. They're just not the Stanley Cup favorites we thought they were going to be. And they're gonna bring it against the Leafs. I think. Oh, for sure. They're an ornery, pissed off team. Yeah. And when you lose to the Leafs like they did last year." Oh, are you going to hear about it? Yeah. No, oh, no. Oh, are you going to hear They're going to come out guns blazing. Um, how, it, how many steps up did Nazem Kadri's career take after one regular season win? It's true. <laughs> like, it's seriously. True. And so he, the way I look at this is is kind of like um, the, what, what Nick Kiprios ended up saying was that he said, you know, sometimes you may have to miss the playoffs. Sometimes. And he suggested that it might even be in Edmonton's best interest. Maybe not in Shirelli's best interest. And I, I, I was like, I don't know. I wanted. I, I was curious about what you thought about that. Well, there was uh, there were some mutterings I saw on Twitter. Ooh, mutterings. That's different from whispers. Mm. Um, that uh, they're basically their only option left if they want to improve this season is trading futures, which just doesn't make any sense. So I think. Kind of like Bergevin said with the, with Montreal. The answer's in that room. The answer has to be in the room. Or he can call it Bergevin, Shirelli and Bergevin. Make that, it happen. That or you got to put on your GM hat and pull off a steal. You get you got to be able to make a trade that looks relatively even on paper, mm-hmm. get something that really helps your team out, and the other team, who cares? You know, what if you get a guy like just because the Leafs are always in the front forefront of my mind. What if you get Soshnikov and turn him into a star, turn him into a second liner with dry sidle or, and he gets 45 points. You got to put your GM hat on or wait or Those Josh basic, Levo. Basically your only two options. Yeah. GM hat. That's a, that's a GM hat trade. I just invented a new my type hat. of trade. GM hat. Yeah. Hat. <laughs> um, Mm. Tampa also missed the playoffs last season. Yeah, they but did. But that was due to injuries more. Yeah. So, but but, uh, they, didn't but they, ruin sure the <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they sure and benefited. No, they sure benefited, and they came out on top this season. You know, sure. I will, I'll Those come to the defense. Of the, I'll come to the defense of the Oilers a little bit. 
because what's the friggin' rush? Like, what is yeah. the rush? Yeah. Like, we said how, how we kind of made fun of I don't know, Steve. This... Connor McDavid's going to be 21, so... I mean, pretty soon... <laughs> He's toast, man. It's going to be like, he'll be able to grow, like, a full beard. He'll be over the hill. Overpaid. Oh, my... Oh, wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. It's like how we were making fun of people for, like, oh, the Leafs have a two- or three-year window. No, they don't. No, they don't. It's like a 15- or 16-year window. Yeah, Nylander, Marner, and uh, Matthews will all be... Leafs. Like under twenty three by the end of this so called window, <laughs> so I think I think they'll be okay. And in a decade, they'll all be either in the midst of or the end of their yeah. prime. Yeah, in a decade. And Drysidle was years. drafted the same year as Nylander, uh-huh. and McDavid was drafted the same year as Marner. I I feel like the Oilers might have a little more gas in the tank. <laughs> I feel like once he hits twenty one and he's able to drink in the U.S., everything's downhill from there. Well, he True. turns twenty one in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Oh, learned. how perfect is that? So the window is seven like, days off. The window's like two months, really. Yeah, you gotta win two in those months, two months, better, and that's it. Better win the cup before December. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, can't, I can't wait for the for the beginning of that movie. Lucic just calls up Chirelli. Hey, Chia. Yeah. We messed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, all of a sudden, in their last seven games, the set game, excuse me, the Senators are zero, six, and one. Man, there were uh, a few teams. I looked at the standings this morning where I looked at the bottom and I went, What are you doing there? I didn't know you were that bad. Well, and, and Sens? let's put this in perspective. The they're, they're third last in the in the East right now. They're wow. ahead of only Florida and Buffalo. Over this stretch, their penalty kill has been sitting at 83%. Their power play is sitting at, and I hope you're sitting down, 4%. All right, that's going to improve. <laughs> wow. Seems like they can't score, and it also seems to have coincided with Matt Duchesne coming to town, but I don't think you can really blame it on Matt Duchesne. It's kind of funny, though. I, it's, yeah, like, like they make it big. The move, I mean, as a Leaf fan, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> you trade for this guy who's supposed to be this great offensive talent, and then your team goes cold, and he goes cold. The Sens are so annoying, though. That's why I haven't really chirped. I'm like, uh, please stay this way. Please stay this <laughs> well, bad. Here's, here's a couple things that I've, I, I kind of looked into, and, and I thought it was – First question was, do you think the thing that made them strong, especially in the playoffs last year, other than Eric Carlson, as a team? <laughs> I was like, uh, the guy with yeah, the broken foot. Other than the Peyton Manning of hockey. Mm. Um, oh, God, no. No? You don't, Nobody's Peyton Manning of anything. No. Peyton Manning is garbage. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's a take. I, I, do you want to hear my Peyton Manning? Yeah. I, I, now I do. <laughs> I'm interested, okay, because all again, of our Indianapolis very listeners. novice football knowledge, all I've ever been told is one of the greatest of all time. Peyton Manning is one of the greatest of all times, but he's not the greatest, and he never will be. And for decades, people have been trying to peddle this narrative of Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning, but it's never been close. No, Because one of them has been so much better than the other one. So whenever anybody says, Peyton Manning is this great quarterback, I'm like, but he lived through an era where he wasn't the greatest. And that's it. Are Does that make him garbage? He's though? not garbage. Like, that's, <laughs> okay. All right, that's a claim. I was like, this. Yeah. I this is interesting. Peyton Manning is one of the greatest quarterbacks <laughs> of all time, but he's not the greatest. You're calling Peyton Manning the Ron Francis of the NFL? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, the, the numbers are there, Ron, but you were never the greatest. Yeah. Oh gee. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Um, Mr. Harrison. The, the oh, thing Mr. that. Hat. So back to what we were saying about the Sens. <laughs> I like this Mr. Hat. <laughs> uh, could. Could the one thing that made them strong, which was their defensive ability, that one-three-one system that shut everybody down and took the Penguins to the seventh game in overtime in the Eastern Conference Final, could that finally be coming back to haunt them a little bit? 
I'm not sure. I mean, that seemed to happen with Tampa uh, back when Boucher was with Tampa. They seemed like this. And they like, had how, some offensively talented. How is anyone ever going to solve this? Oh, they solved it. Now, I don't know. I haven't watched enough of the Sens to know if they're not doing that anymore or not. Well, one thing that's been highlighted is the fact that whenever there is an offensive rush, everybody on the Sens seems a little bit too worried about um, about following the player with the puck. Hmm. So imagine you, you're going into the zone. The, you know, you're in the neutral zone. You, you blast through it like it's Eric Carlson or something like that. And then all of a sudden you get across the, the opponent's blue line. There's two guys that have kind of angled you off and nobody behind you to protect you and weren't they, nobody to pass the puck to so they, you lose it weren't they undefeated at the beginning of the season when carlson was out i think so yeah what a silly team yeah it's crazy <laughs> i don't get so it. i'm wondering like if this is just a bad you streak have so much better analysis i'm just like they're silly <laughs> but is it is it a bad streak or are like are the sins going to come back i think so i look at them on paper and i just think they're they're definitely flawed mm-hmm. they have flaws but they're a little too good to be this bad they're not bottom of the league. Who's, because all these teams at the bottom are like, okay, they're better on paper. So who's actually bad? Well, like, like Arizona is actually bad. Yeah, they are. And Man, I but guess they're not Buffalo, that bad. But they're not that bad. You look at them. You know, Buffalo is Buff- pretty bad. Buffalo's bad. Yeah. I think Buffalo's really bad. Up front, they're good. Behind, they are garbage. Oh. And, uh, Leonard really, I mean, for as much as I've I've criticized him in the past, he really covered up a lot of blemishes last year. Now that those numbers have tanked, whoo, that's no. I mean, that's where they belong. If okay. if if you can't get goaltending out of him, that's where you belong. And like the second last place team in the West is Edmonton, and we don't think they're that bad. And it's an even Minnesota league. is ahead of them. Is there too much parity? It's an even league. Um, I don't think it's that there's too much parity. I think we need to react differently to the parity. Because we look at a team that's bottom five and we think, oh, it's a crisis and they need to change everything. No, you probably need to change one, maybe two things. And then you get an extra, I don't know, four, five, six points in the standings. And whoa, all of a sudden. You're right. the one, and that's picture. the thing is the separation between yeah. five and 25 is often less than 10 points. Yeah. Like what's, what's the difference right now between, okay, we'll look at this here. So this is the West. So to make... The playoffs in the West right now, you got to have 27 points. So we got Nashville has 33. They're the third team in the Central. Pacific, you got San Jose with 28. They're the third team in the Pacific. The two wild card teams are Dallas and Chicago with 27 each. And then it's Calgary 27, Colorado 26, Vancouver 26, Anaheim 26, Minnesota 25, Edmonton 22, Arizona 16. The only team that is like clearly behind the pack is Arizona and to a degree Edmonton mm-hmm. Arizona 16 points and they played 27 games that's bad mm-hmm. what yeah, about Edmonton still five points out exactly oh. what about the east so one two three in the metro is 33 32 32 that's crazy mm-hmm. Tampa 36 screw you guys Leafs 33 now the east is very interesting Boston has 26 points keep that in mind the two wild card teams, 29 Washington, uh, 29 Pittsburgh. Remember Boston at 26 points? The Rangers, who are not in a playoff spot, have 28. Mm-hmm. The Hurricanes, 25. Detroit, 25. Montreal, 25. Philly, who's lost nine straight games and picked up six points 
Um, 23 losing, points. Losing, losing nine games, they still pick up six points. It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Sens 22, Florida 22, Buffalo 16. The only two teams who are visibly behind everyone are the Coyotes and Sabres. Yeah. Really? You know what? You, you asked who a legitimately bad team is. I think Montreal is a bad team. But they got Carey Price. Exactly. Huh. So, but Carey Price is on their team. Sure. Um, so <laughs> here's a good point. We, we, no, we've had this conversation before. I'm Montreal- like, they're bad, but. But, but Carey Price. <laughs> Detroit, I don't think, is a good team. Okay. No. I don't think Detroit's a good team at all. No, but I think they are right there. Though. They are for sure right there, and they are for sure, I think, and I think a Detroit fan would back me up on this one. I think they're playing above what you would expect their skill level to be. I think Anthony Mantha coming back totally helped too, although they're going to be in contract hell with him next season, I think. Um, they're already against the cap, and there's actually there's stuff on Detroit that we need to talk about coming up, but um, I think they're they're not a good team. Um, I I have a hard time with Colorado being 12-9. and nine. Uh, I just don't see it. But Semyon Varlamov is is their goalie. He's being very, and good. he was the reason that they were number one in the league three years ago, right? Notice, or four years ago. Notice something this morning. So uh, the East has sixteen teams, and that's what I noticed. No, uh, they had sixteen teams. How many teams have a positive goal differential? Uh seven. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna go with I. I sort of saw that a couple days ago or or last week or something, and it's very small. It's like three to five. Ooh. You say three to five. Jesse says seven. Answer is six. Oh. <laughs> so, that's not but, much. Like, that's pretty surprising to me. Uh, all three of the uh, top three teams in the Metro, Columbus, Islanders, Devils, they're all positive. Tampa's plus 20, 25, LOL. Uh, Toronto's plus 14. Boston, minus five. Washington, minus one. Pittsburgh, minus 16. Remember, they had a couple blowouts. Got their ass kicked. Rangers, not in the playoffs, and worse than Boston, according to the standings, plus five. So the the East has six teams with a positive goal differential only, and one of them's not even in a playoff. I, I have to say, I do find it very <laughs> funny. It's comical that the Pittsburgh Penguins are on the edge of being out of the playoffs. <laughs> That's funny. They won't miss Of them. course not. Well, but I think uh, it's Matt Murray... He got injured. Might have an injury. Yeah. But still, their goaltending, which is why the anti-Niemi signing was a little confusing to me, their AHL goaltending is fine. So I, if he's out for a couple weeks, I think they'll be okay with guys like who's a Jari and DeSmith. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be okay. Um, on the other side of last night's game between Montreal and Ottawa, Montreal has won three straight games and Carey Price looks like he's back for real. You bet. What's more fun? What's Way more, more fun? fun? Montreal's bad or Price being wicked and propping that team up? I think it's Price being wicked and propping that team up. I Hey, let's make a prediction. Okay. Saturday night, do we get to see a Carey Price shutout? Oh, man. Does that mean there's a goal for Detroit then <laughs> that shouldn't have gone in? Is that a Carey Ooh, Price shutout? <laughs> I like how that started this whole streak. Um, hmm. By the way, Jesse, random question. Uh, the door for the somebody walked into our control room. I saw that. Uh, well, that? Wait, do we mind closing that? Because people are just walking in and out. Is that okay, dude? Sorry, I, I. Uh, oh, that was weird. Yeah, no, I know. Um, no, I hope we get to see. Uh, I love. I, I've never understood this. There is a need to make the game more exciting. Mm-hmm. I think you always want the game to be exciting, but I don't think you necessarily need goals for that. Right. Like, uh, who was going toe to toe the other day? Anderson. It wasn't certainly wasn't Warden Darling. Oh, Anderson and Mike Smith trading blows. 
trading highlight reel saves like unreal that, like those like those heel saves they both made unbelievable and mike smith is he's of an older generation where oh does he love mustard oh with the glove <laughs> every time oh he's got a very flexible uh, left rotator cuff Loves it. Loves it. He's um, a video game goalie. He is a video yes. game goalie. save yes. in NHL 18. Honestly, I miss those saves. <laughs> Statue of Liberty goal. Oh, yeah. No, he's, um, no, I love a good goalie duel. So I, I need, for the game to be exciting, I need, you know, some speed. An increase in shots would be nice. I just named but, two teams I thought were bad, and we're going to their game on Saturday night in Montreal. Which, which means it'll be a clash of the Titans. All I want is an even matchup, right? Yeah. Like, I don't care if they're good or bad. Although, I mean, watching two good teams play each other is better, let's be honest. But I don't, if that might be, might be junior hockey. We might get to watch a really good goalie duel. Speaking about good teams playing each other, you sent us the note about Manitoba and Toronto. That's right, yeah. I didn't even realize it when we announced. So that's the box night, right? Yeah. So we're going to watch the Toronto Marlies take on the Manitoba Moose win. The man, uh, December 17th. I think, yep, that sounds right. They are one and two in the AHL by a country mile, and I didn't even realize that. The Marlies and Moose each have 32 points, and I think the next closest team is Rochester with 26. Like, they're just, uh, they're just, uh, in their own league right now mm-hmm. with Manitoba. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be and fun. And the Moose are going to get hit with. Co- <laughs> no. Um, still haven't figured out how I we're going to give those tickets I, away. I listened to that and line again. And I was just like, oh, yeah, we have to figure out how many we have. Okay. We'll Do save it for next episode. I don't. I don't. Okay. I think it's like seventeen. But we'll I, nah. sorry, guys, it's been a crazy <laughs> just week. Go through, just sort through your emails when you're nursing your hangover next, um, next uh, Monday for the Leafs. <laughs> and unfortunately, I think for Calgary and Mike Smith, Tuesday night might have been the best game of the season for the Leafs. Uh yes. I was underwhelmed with Calgary. And I don't know if that was the Leafs making them look shitty or the Flames just being shitty. Yeah, they could have had an off night. The I don't think the Flames are shitty. I think that that is fairly clear. The Flames are not a shitty Holy team. Holy shit, that goal that Freddie stopped. That highlight reel, tic-tac-toe, Harlem mm. Globetrotters, in his, crazy. In his last he, eight starts. Every single Leaf on the ice should be like, thank you, Freddie. Thank you for keeping us <laughs> off the highlights True. for the rest of the... You know in June, July, August, when they're doing those end-of-the-year specials, and here's Calgary lighting the Leafs the fuck up. Which, like, which I mean, the Leafs always were on the butt end of all those highlight uh, shows for years. Like, it's always like tic-tac-toe, Leafs against. Oh, that sucks. Um, uh, oh, yeah, like, whenever I saw guys have, like, big goal celebrations against the Leafs in, like, 2010, I'm like, oh, shut up. You're not special. Everyone got one of those. Calgary also gets uh, Arizona at home tonight, so they'll probably go to oh, town on them. Never know. Don't He can't start Mike Smith again, can you? Against his old team. Sure you can. Who could sure use him right now? Um, <laughs> Frederick Anderson has a, a lot. 9.52 save percentage in his last eight starts. Sustainable. Just definitely sustainable. Sustainable. Um, McMatthews lineup or uh, matchup tonight. Talbot uh, looks like Cam Talbot's going to be out. He's got an upper upper body injury. Ooh. He suffered that Tuesday against the Coyotes. So we might be able to thank the Coyotes for that. But you, as you said, you think that you think the Oilers are going to bring it. I do. Um, McDavid is a fiery guy like one thing that i think is underrated about mcdavid and eichel because everyone talks about their flashiness and their skill those are two angry young men no steve their compete level (laughs) they have a high compete level yes yes that has been the interesting thing of people going back and forth with jack eichel Mm. he's got a really high compete level and now they're on a losing streak and they're like that young man (laughs) needs to get his emotions in check 
Like, I, I don't get it. But McDavid is a pissed off young man. Have you ever seen that video of him going into a, um, going into the locker room after like intermission or something like that when he was with the Erie Otters? No. What is this video? It's literally just the Otters sadly marching into the locker room. And McDavid, the second he crosses, <laughs> the second he like enters the doorway, just goes, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> as loud as he possibly can. Like one of those like head shaking screams. What will he say when they lose the cup to the Leafs? That. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. That hurt my voice. And your face is red. <laughs> is yeah. it? Yes. Oh. Uh, Sorry. My goodness. I, 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 I hate to be this guy, but I feel like Steve. If you, if I don't say it, you're gonna say it. My, it's always yeah, as a Leaf fan because we've been burned so much. It's like, oh, this team's on a cold streak. Leaf should have no problem taking oh. care of that. I'm I'm a little bit terrified, but I'm also a little confident. I feel like they had it mm. from based on what we heard and what was said and what we read and what we saw in Saturday in Washington. Um, even though two back to back good games, that wasn't yeah. At least weren't out of it. They no, put them- and I mean, I thought McElhaney should have had at least one of the two Ovechkin goals that wasn't an empty netter. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what are you going to do? What, what are you, you going to do? do? Sometimes you lose games that you look good in. Right. I'd rather them do that than so look here, like shit. So here's hoping uh, that's the case. It'll be very, very interesting to see, too, what the lineup is because... As we know, Patrick Marlowe has been playing center a lot on the road, although he didn't last game. The, line I, the lines I saw were Hyman Matthews Marner. Today? Yeah. Because they were talking about how great Hyman Matthews Brown were together. I thought they were wonderful. Here, can you uh, maybe go to Henny or Here, CJ? I'll, I'll, or? I'll, I'll look at him. Here. Sure. No, the lines I thought I saw were Hyman Matthews Marner, JVR Kadri Komarov, Yep. Marlo Bozak Brown. Yep. Uh, Martin Moore Nylander. You are correct. Hey. That's as of 21 hours ago. Thank you, Paul Hendrick. No, that's uh, that's weird. It doesn't really put Kadri with JVR very often. I would love to know what the reasoning behind this is. Because, again, uh, Babcock's always been like, oh, you know, you worry about their centers. Well, okay, you're playing McDavid tonight, <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, well, I don't know. I don't I know what question. that is. Do you think Martin and Moore feel? I don't know. They feel bad, or Babcock's kind of putting them down because whenever anybody's playing bad, oh, now you get to go in the corner with Martin and Moore. Like that's not good for them. I think Martin knows his role. I think Moore is just stoked to not be scratched. And, uh, I mean, they could complain that they're like the punishment line, but yeah. think of the players Martin and Moore have gotten to play with this season. But Connor, they get Connor Brown, William Nylander, <laughs> yeah. Mitch, Mitch Marner. <laughs> All those guys have been on the fourth line. But you get to play with them because they're being punished. And then the punishment is, hey, you get to play with Matt Martin. Look at Matt Martin. <laughs> you're so bad, you got to play with yeah. these guys. <laughs> that's, that is, that's not fair. I feel bad for them. No. <laughs> Do no, you? they're fourth liners. I mean, I would be, I would gladly get paid a million dollars to be on the punishment line. You don't even have to play me every game. A million bucks, I'm in. <laughs> you don't even have to play me every game. Oh, wow, there's two Matt Martins who have made the NHL. I clicked on the wrong guy. Here he is. <laughs> so, Matt Martin last year, all of last year, 82 games, five goals, four assists, nine points. Stud. This year, 
<laughs> he stood this year already in 24 games. One goal, six assists, seven points. He's two points shy of his season total last year. And mm. I think part of the reason is he's played with some really good players. Picked up at least one assist playing, oh, you know, with Matthews and Marner. Helped Marner get out of his first epic streak. And Marner's uh, looked good, slump. by the way, recently. Marner has looked... I mean, it's so hilarious that the Leafs are pulling off wins with Matthews finally not getting a shot. And he's got, I think, like, what, two goals in eight games? Something mm-hmm. like that. Nylander's in a horrible slump. And Marner's in a horrible slump. But they're still winning games. Those guys are going to bust out of it at some point. And Matthews and Nylander each had a point the other night. I'm Some slump. Allegedly. <laughs> like, I guess. Sure. No, it's I'll true. take that. I, I've seen slumps. I'll take this slump. These slumps are better than the best Leaf players for a good chunk of our childhood. How as bad are these <laughs> Leaf slumps? It, you, yeah, you know what it reminds me of? The first time Dominic Moore was on the Leafs. Yeah. And he was like their second line center. And he wanted, what, was he going to make $3 million? And they're like, yeah, we're going to have to let you go to Buffalo. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Something like that. That's, that's, that's going to be a no for me, dog. I uh, still feel bad for Matt Martin. Nah. I don't. Nah, he, <laughs> I don't. Know, he knows his role. Yeah, I feel bad for him when he's a healthy scratch and he's like, yeah, I don't know why this happened. And I'm like, oh. But <laughs> when he's on the fourth line, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This is where I play. Okay. Hmm. Do you get mad when you go home and you're like, oh, my house is still here. Like, that's, that's where he that's where he lives. He lives on the fourth line. What? But it's not like... It's a big house, too. $2.5 million dollar house. You go to where you your house. car and you're like, oh, look, my car's okay, still here. Say, say I'm, I, I get a speeding ticket mm. and then the cop says, as your punishment... You get to go live with Steve. Would you be happy that your house is jail? It's, I'd it's be the like, place where house people, arrest, yeah. bad people get to go. I'd be like, think of how sick I'm going to get at Shell over the next little bit <laughs> <laughs> with Jesse. We're right. just going back and forth all the time. I think it's going to be great. Anyways. I, I tell you, you win that deal. Just think of how good you'll get it, Shell. We'll, we'll both be pretty good. Plus, also, no fine or jail. You have two dogs in a backyard to frolic in. Oh, it's not bad. I'm that's, not seeing the downturn to the no, Oh my god, if I'm lazy or have something to do, you can walk them. <laughs> I and, would gladly. And others, why haven't you moved in yet? Other that's side the of that, you can walk them. Uh, I know why. It's in Oshawa. Oh, oh, that's the punishment. There it is. That's the, the location. We were looking yeah. for it. It's, it's what is it? Five cities over? How many oh. cities away is Oshawa? It's five suburbs over. Okay, might yeah. as well be a hundred cities. Uh, <laughs> might as why? Yeah, why not you get more? past three. It's like, yeah. oh, what's the difference? You're, you're taking a via train there tomorrow. That's how far it is. I am. Uh, is I that am. The, that's where you got to go to get to Montreal? That way? Yeah, you go east. Oh, okay. East yeah. up the uh, 401, so we're, basically. Yeah, we're getting you along the way. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. I've never been on a Via. This will be fun. Oh, it's fun. Yeah? Yeah. Honestly, what I would recommend for anybody... I've been on it with friends. Do a Via train, <laughs> like, through the mountains, or do a Via train through, like, Quebec and into Nova Scotia. I've done both. Mm. Oh, my God. Sit in the bubble car. It's amazing. One thing I've heard about that, though, is there's certain times of the year when, during the fall and, I think, early spring, when you can't see anything out of the trains because all the trees are fully grown. Oh. So yeah, when you do like the cross Canada via trail, if you go in like April or if you go in like October, you can't see anything because there's too many trees. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, this I've never might it, be the most it. boring thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're giving travel advice. I don't understand what Stop the problem is here. Very clearly, this fits the format of our show. All right, I, would you prefer to talk about Dragon Ball Z? Yes. 
greatly. Which saga would you like to talk about? The beginning of the Frieza saga? Or the middle Frieza saga? Perhaps the end Frieza saga? Oh, God. Perhaps the about Cell saga where Frieza's in it. Sorry, what? We should talk about trains more. I don't know. So Goku lifts up a train <laughs> no, above his head. No, here's okay. Here's what we're talking about. First off, shout out to Derek Dorsett. Shout out to Derek Dorsett. Yeah. So it's a herniated disc that he he had worked on a couple years ago. Uh, he hasn't played it since November 18th in St. Louis. Uh, so obviously pre he was having a great season. Yeah, seven goals, two assists to start the year in like Ooh. I think 20 games. And then uh, they said uh, his doctor recommended that he never play again. So he's not going to play again. He will not return to the Canucks active roster. When was that announced? Today. See, I did miss a lot. Yeah. Uh, here's here's not what to, not to so add laughs to a dark situation. No, seriously. Here, so here's the story. Um, Dorset underwent cervical herniated disc surgery on December in December of 2016. So last December, medically cleared to play this season, but sniffed his stiff uh, his his neck and back were stiff. So they reevaluated, and according to his physician, Dr. Bill Regan. When his latest symptoms pre- presented, we immediately took the precaution of removing him from the lineup to carry out a thorough evaluation, including consultation with Dr. Watkins, who I believe did his surgery. Uh, his pre-existing conditions, combined with the recent surgery and the risks associated with continuing play, led to a recommendation that Derek seriously consider not playing again. Seriously consider? Well... He's, Derek Dorsett said, I'm devastated by the news. It'll take a long time for this to truly sink in. As hard as it was to hear, Dr. Watkins' diagnosis is definitive. There is no gray area, and it gives me clarity to move forward. I have a healthy young family and a long life of opportunities ahead. Hockey taught me a lot and will help me be successful in whatever I choose to do in the future. So if that doesn't say he's oh. done. Uh, you know, the guy played over 500 games in the NHL, and that I think is amazing. If he is not the Masterton winner uh, this year. Mm, front runner. Front runner, uh, uh, Boyle. Yeah, Boyle too. Can you have joint winners? Why not? Who cares? I don't know if they've ever done that. <laughs> you know what? If you if you were a Masterton winner and you had to split it with someone else, and you ha- you were upset about that, you're no longer a Masterton winner. Whoa! It's like right. It's like when you cut something in half. The old uh, what is it? Parable. When you cut something in half, and the person who's like, "Oh no, cut it in half. I, I don't don't cut it in half because I don't want it to break." That's the person who wants it more, right? Yeah. So what's what's great is the original parable is, all right, I will cut the baby in half. Yeah, yes. it's a baby. So that yeah. you each get half a baby. <laughs> what's that from? That's a nursery rhyme, yeah. isn't it? Or no, some... I think it's a Bible thing. Is it a Bible thing? I would yeah. hope it's not a nursery rhyme. All right, we'll simply... I remember well, hearing that as a kid. Grimm, or... uh, the Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm are messed up. Yo, so, that is a me- it is. It could have been something. Every, yeah. Everyone is just, and then everyone died. <laughs> and then everyone died. <laughs> I'm not the end. Everyone died. I'm reading a couple books right now. One of them is because I'm listening. trying listening. I'm never reading them. Um, I uh, <laughs> I read articles. I don't have time to sit down and read books. Um, but the one of the ones I I I realize that I've missed a lot of the classics. Right, like I read 1984. I read Catcher in the Rye. I read like. Um, you know, Catcher whatever, but you know, uh, uh, but I haven't heard, like, I've never read a Charles Dickens book besides the, the you know, Christmas tale thing. So oh, I know a tale of two cities. So I am now trudging my way through great expectations. And the narrator of this, of this novel is English. And this was done about 50 years ago. And they've taken out every pause in between his sentences. So when they go back and forth, it's like, and then Pip said this, and then Joe said this, and then Mr. Pumblechuck said this with his Roman <laughs> nose. Mr. Pumblechuck and his Roman nose, it's, if you've ever read it. Anyway, one of the things, I don't know why, why did I bring this up? There's yeah, a reason. <laughs> 
There's a reason for this. There's a freaking reason for this. What were I, we just I talking about? I changed my mind. Jesse, tell me about the trains what was and the, the reason trees. For, and what was the reason for this? The leaves. Oh, what were we just talking about? Uh, the parable the of cutting, cutting the baby, the baby in, in half. half. So, and everyone died. That's it. So it, everything in this book, every adult that talks to Pip basically makes he's, – he's an orphan who's raised by an abusive sister who beats him up and beats her husband up who has also raised Pip. And he's a super nice guy. He's just kind of dumb. And all the adults do is tell Pip what a monster he is and how terrible he is and what a bad person he is. And like and, – and it's just it's, – it's that same – it's that Victorian England – that crazy shit like British... make you feel terrible about yourself even though you've done nothing wrong yet like i it's crazy to i me. i hate the dursleys so much oh i'm the... just beginning the harry potter books the family harry potter lives with is a piece of shit family they're assholes that's that's the modern version of his sister uh and and well joe's great but dudley dursley but pip's pip's sister who raises him is a monster she's an absolute Monster Harry Potter is just kind of minding his own business. Oh, you piece of shit. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyway, so I, I don't know. It just reminded me of that. Anyway, Mr. Poomblechuck. I, I couldn't believe they called him a piece of shit in the Harry Potter books. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You, you redeem him a piece of shit. I have to ask because every old European story that ever happens. And then they died. It and seems they... like there's a lot of this involved. Uh -huh. How much incest is there in this book? There hasn't been... <laughs> Well, I don't know if Dickens ever got into incest. Mm. Um, however, I've never read A Tale of Two Cities, so mm. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know. Nothing yet. Okay. Nothing yet. It's just, just checking. It is just unadulterated <laughs> cruelty. Even the woman, and South Park made fun of this. Um, there's a girl, a young girl named Estella, and she also, and there's like an older madam who is like helping Pip, but she like encourages this little girl to break his heart because she had her heart broken on her wedding day. And so she's been living in her wedding dress ever since for like 80 years. And she's like, do you like, does that break your heart, Pip? And she's like enjoying the fact that yeah, Estella's treating him like shit. Whole episode about the book, right? Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. and there's like a guy at the beginning, great expectations, yeah. but it's the, it's the South Park version. And it's true. Like it's, these people are monsters. I'm like, how is this? A, this was okay. It was a very strange. This was believable. Strange South Park episode. Because I feel like there, there are at least two very different South Park audiences. There's people who sit down and think and then laugh at the fart jokes as well. And then there's other people who are just like, ah, I like what Carmen says, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they might not get that episode as well. No, they wouldn't. Um, <laughs> I like when he says his catchphrases. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Pip's, Pip, midway through, he's like, what about if I killed this fluffy bunny? And then he like breaks its neck and he's like, what about 18 fluffy bunnies? And he just like keeps killing fluffy bunnies until she starts to feel. Uh, Miss Habisham. Miss Habisham. She's a monster too. That's her name. Miss Habisham. Miss Habisham. Are you ever going to start a podcast about all the books you're reading? No. Listening to? No. no, I'm too dumb. Um, <laughs> Who would do that? What do you mean? Uh, that's all I do. Uh, Drew Doughty. <laughs> Drew Doughty should be interviewed all the time. Wow! Yes! How did it take us so long to get to this? Craig Custins. Can man. you get accused of tampering with yourself? <laughs> what, what, what is he thinking? So let's start with... I... First of all, I can't wait for the arrest of Craig Custins. <laughs> How did he do that? Who clearly pumped Drew Doughty full of drugs. And got him to say all these wacky things about imagine, how he's definitely trying to become a leaf. Imagine what Drew Doughty. First off, I think you guys missed an opportunity by not asking Drew Doughty these questions a little bit we more directly. We should have just been like, so, you want to be a leaf? We did ask him about playing on the Leafs. And I didn't he answer pretty honestly? Why wouldn't we have just asked him? 
Hey, so Drew, what number are you going to wear next year with when the you're Leafs? on the yeah. Leafs? <laughs> I Sorry. feel... Uh, I don't... So let's read through uh, this. There's a lot. There's a lot to process here. So first off, I feel like we wouldn't have had to try that hard. Yeah, Damn. why didn't that come up? Ah oh, man, we're asking about it's about honestly chips. It's like Craig Custins Dumb. sat down beside him and said, "So Drew, how's life?" And just went, "Bah." Um, Eric, <laughs> this is it. It just was like, "Bah." All this can information. We get the phones figured out, by the way, because Craig wants to come on this show. Yeah, we and can. Now we can ask him about it. Yeah, yeah that, that that interview, I'm really interested in. We'll Craig, have to have headphones how on for that. How did you do that? <laughs> Just tell uh, us the day before, and we'll set it up. Yeah. Oh, so okay, 2019 is the big free agency thing. You've got Eric Carlson, Drew Doughty, and Oliver Ekman Larson up. So here's I'm going to read directly from the article. Eric Carlson is the other big name on defense who will be up for an extension this summer. And free in this 2019. Coming off season. This 2018, 2018 is when you can ex- when you can sign the extension. 2019 is when their contracts actually expire. Can so you, 2019 is the free agency. Yes. Okay. No, no, I, I for sure know it is. Oh damn. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was this year. No, so it's, it's not. Not this year. So all three of those guys. Up so in, wait. Sorry. All three <laughs> of those guys up in 2019, but they can negotiate as of July and sign as of July this year. Arizona's Oliver Ackman Larson is the third defenseman in the franchise defenseman triumvirate that's up that year. After that, Jeez. it's interesting with names like Winnipeg's Tyler Myers, New York's Ryan McDonough, and Nashville's Ryan Ellis, part of the second tier. Not Those a bad second tier. Enormous names. Wow. wow. Uh, so here's here's what Drew Doughty had to say, and I love this. I think this is so smart because this is a perspective that you would expect, but you've never heard. This is this is just the living embodiment of that gif of Seinfeld having a cigar with his feet kicked up, and they're just putting bills in front of him. Well, here's what he said. I know I'm going to talk to Carlson back and forth, see what kind of money he's looking for. I'll kind of look at what money I'm looking for. I don't know if he's going to re-sign with Ottawa. I don't know if I'm going to re-sign with L.A. You just never know what's going to happen. Fair enough. That's a fair question. But no one That's who's not seriously considering leaving the team he's with says that. I mean, that's just open and honest and true, but nobody, especially in hockey, like hockey, the most reserved, I'm not going to tell you anything interesting ever sport, which we did talk to him about. Mm-hmm. No one who's not thinking about leaving their team would say that. It goes on. It does, doesn't it? Craig says the actual highest salary being paid to a defenseman right now is Shea Weber with Montreal. Twelve million. Nashville's PK Subban uh, contract carries the highest annual cap hit at nine. Excuse me, nine million. Um, and then this is where it gets into a dowdy quote. Right now, I guess we'd be gauging off of what PK makes. I think both of us deserve quite a bit more than that. Now, I don't think that's a swipe at P at PK. No, I think it's just where they're at caliber wise. He's being saw, honest. Yeah, I saw a few people say, "Oh, Drew threw PK under the bus." No, for what? Making a lot of money for being. Not everything, not everything is a snipe, everybody. No, that was just him going, well. If PK makes this, I should be making more. He thinks he's better. It's him gassing himself up for sure. Well, the defenseman with the highest cap hit is this guy, and I think I should be making more than that. Fair. I don't think, I don't, I don't, the reason I don't think that was a big deal is because everyone kind of accepts it. PK might have an issue with it, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so the, he says they'll essentially be carrying the torch for defensemen moving forward. And Dowdy says, yeah, I'm fine to carry that as in like the same way Mike Babcock did it for coaches. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, he's serious there, but I mean, he's also, that's a quip. He's joking. On, <laughs> yeah. I'll carry the burden of being highly paid. Yeah, I'll carry that. I'll be, that'll be okay. <laughs> oh, so no. Dowdy said this about the Leafs growing up, watching them every single time. It is hard to say you'd never want to play for the Leafs. Doesn't hurt that Mike Babcock loves Dowdy and Dowdy knows it. He says, oh, fuck yeah, Babs. I like Babs too. 
uh, Dowdy said, his enthusiasm for the coach is apparent. Uh, he's he's put full trust in me since I was 19 years old at the Olympics. He was 19 at the Olympics. I He was one of their best players. I saw him. I remember. I'll never forget. I showed up at the Olympics, and he said, Doubts, you're going to start off as our seventh D. The better you play, the more you're going to play. I ended up playing the third or fourth most minutes. He trusted me from day one. He still has trust in me. Now, this is where it gets super interesting. Dowdy still has a place in London, Ontario, and pointed out it's only two hours away from Detroit. Sorry, and, and when it's pointed out that uh, it's only two hours away from Detroit, Dowdy played Tuesday night there. Uh, the Red Wings are another team that will make a big push for Dowdy if he does shake loose. Part of, and this is, I, this is the first I've heard of this, part of the Red Wings' strategy, Ken, Ken Holland's strategy, is to land elite talent through free agency in the next couple years. So Dowdy and Carlson would be their biggest target. So kind of has to. Kind of has to. Isn't that interesting, though? Now we kind of know how Detroit plans on building a little bit. One, one agent who doesn't represent any of these three big defensemen set the odds for us. And this is directly from uh, Craig Custance. He says, if I'm going to lay the odds, Ackman Larson is 99.9% in a different uniform no later than July 1st, 2019. And probably sooner than that. Drew Doughty is 75% a lifetime Los Angeles King. The big question is Carlson. 75%? Well, that's... What does that mean? How <laughs> as bad are the odds <laughs> for Doughty? The percentage thing is a little weird, but the rest of it's very interesting. Yeah. If, so, yeah, no, it just sounds weird, like... The dumbest so... quote was from an agent. <laughs> well, it, Who no, hold on, but hold on, though. That, I don't think that's as dumb as you guys... Think it I don't is. think it's dumb. I well, think it's weird to characterize something by a percentage of I would, how likely. I would say that he heard and has heard from several people through industry side, insider sources that Oliver Ekman Larson's really unhappy. Yeah, exactly. Here's, that, here's, here's what I, here's that's what what I, I took say. from that, and he should have worded it this way. Yeah. Ekman Larson is likely leaving, and you can derive that he is unhappy. Doughty is probably staying with the Kings, but maybe not. It wouldn't Carlson, shock me. I don't have a wreath. Yeah, and it, and, and wow. the thing with that Oliver Ekman Larson more eloquent than seventy five percent. Yeah, thank you. No one has ever said that before, so <laughs> I'll just tuck that in. Uh, the thing about Oliver Ekman Larson that's interesting, and here's why I tend to, I feel like that quote has some credence. Is they have his brother? They brought his brother in to play with the Roadrunners, mm-hmm. and they brought his buddy uh, Shalmerson in from Chicago. Yeah, they're pulling out all the stops because to try to keep him. He's yeah, unhappy probably. Uh, so they know. John Shannon pointed out that this is a team that had to take on dead salary just to get to the floor. And if Ekman, if um, OEL thinks he's gonna get an, like ten million dollars and then they're gonna build a team around him, like he shouldn't expect that. No. They don't have the money to. This franchise just doesn't have money. So I don't know how he could want to stay. Can the Arizona Coyotes? ever at any point in their franchise's existence compete for a Stanley Cup? Well, they have. They've gotten to the Eastern Conference the Finals. West. Western Conference. That would be fantastic. Wow, that would be that impressive. That would be more impressive they than getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. Conference. They CFL'd it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Screw it! <laughs> they win the Cup on a rouge. <laughs> Um, oh, you missed that shot? We'll give you one point. One point. Because they couldn't get it out of the zone. One point. What, what? Goal. What? Yeah. <laughs> Just count. Just count. Uh, that's true. Um, no. Like, okay, if you draft spectacular talent, you develop the spectacular talent. The talent becomes one of the best players in the league, 
and then you can't re-sign them, and it's just a vicious cycle of that continuously, if you're lucky, because you got to do all the first parts. Which is how very you, hard. How do you compete for a cup? How on earth? How on, let's that's say why, let's that's, say they hit with Strom, which is a maybe. It looks like they hit with Keller. That's not really a maybe. No. Let's say they hit with Dvorak. Let's say they Lawson Kraus, Dylan Strom. Kraus. Already said Strom. Oh, but let's say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> How do they Max Domi? They hit with him. Anthony Duclair. Anthony Duclair. Oh, what if that revives? You know what? What if? What if all of a sudden it's Hattrick Duclair again? You who actually got a recent hat trick. I was thinking about the Rangers. Would he be? Why do I still remember that? I don't know, man. I don't anyway, know. Anyway, I don't. I don't. Divide. <laughs> like you got to hit with everything. Like you can't even be mediocre. And then that's why it's like it's, it's so many of the things you hit with by the end of the season might have expired. What if they end up hitting with Ranta, and then they price themselves out of having Ranta? Like, what do they do? How do you ever compete for a cup? That's why to I'm, me. I'm, it's, not dumping on them. I'm. I feel for fans. Like, imagine the optimism you need to have to be a Leafs fan and be like, "They're going to win the cup." Like poor They're Coyotes the richest fans. team in the league by far. They can spend kooky amounts of money. What's the cap? Cool. They're going to spend that every single year. The Coyotes are struggling to even hit the floor. Right, and and that's that's brings up the whole thing about you know the the hilarious conversation that Calgary Flames. Management meeting with Houston or Houston meeting with Gap Batman or whatever. To Arizona. Me, Arizona Fine. to Houston. And I and I'm sorry, Coyotes fans. I know I'm gonna hear from you. To me, if you're gonna move a team, that is the team. And they're not going to, so you don't. Well, Carolina. They just sold. Oh, they did. Yeah, okay, the, so sold, was, the sales confirmed. So that was funny. I saw uh Kermanos. I saw his picture on Twitter. I saw something, something hurricanes, but it was all in French. Yeah, it's up. He's gone. Interesting. I don't know if his son is still suing him, though. That would I would like to follow up <laughs> Maybe. on. Maybe. Uh, for $100 million. <laughs> By the way, um, just breaking right now, I'm going to just quick sidestep. Cam, Cam Talbot is out at least two weeks, according to Todd McClellan, and it Ooh. could be longer. Eee. That's not good for Edmonton. That's bad. What, what are Brassois' numbers? Brassois. Laurent Brassois. Be interested to see. Um, cause I remember I was like, oh, he was bad. And then we looked up his numbers. It's like, oh, he's actually quite good. <laughs> um, boy, that's unfortunate for the Oilers. It's like, they just start getting a little bit of traction. Holy moly. Okay. So he's played in six games. He has a record of Oh, three and one with a safe percentage of eight, eight, one. It's not bad. Someone who had a similar safe percentage just a week ago, carry price. So mm. you never know. You never so- know. So this is the, the 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 question is, and and I I don't blame Oliver Ekman Larson for this one bit. The management in the time that he's been there has not got it together. Not management, ownership. And then like, and then I take and I I look at what's happening with the Islanders and Tavares, who has been on fire this year. He's been unbelievable. The Islanders are doing well. So but lucky for still, them. Eh? Still, how like I how, mean, still, how do you sell? John Tavares, even on that new arena, because it's a, it's at least three years away. You you sell competitors on winning. How do you sell the Islanders? Win- How do you sell the Islanders winning long term? The standings. Just this year. Look at it. Look at it. Well, apparently they haven't even had the conversations yet, so they better have them soon while they're winning. <laughs> you know, that's what I would do. He's up, guys. He's up. Like this is it. And 
I wonder, I, I don't blame a guy like Tavares looking and going, man, still don't have it together. St- these guys still don't have it together. I still don't have a home arena. Up? I'd be interested to see that. You know, because they just seem like a team with, you know, they don't have like Carey Price goaltending, but they got two. Then Thomas Grice and. Uh, Thomas Grice and uh, Jaroslav Halak. They got two good goaltenders. They got some defense. Yeah. They got some really good young parts, which any team needs. They got an elite center in Tavares, and they and, got some complimentary players. And apparently Tavares is very loyal, so he probably doesn't want to leave. And Matthew Barzell, man, wow. What a steal that uh, the Griffin-Reinhardt trade was. <laughs> Holy oh. smokes. So I'm just looking at their team right now. Their top line, Anders Lee, John Tavares, Josh Bailey. Yeah, okay, okay, well, John Tavares. Andrew Ladd, Matthew Barzell, Jordan Eberle. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Brock Nelson, Alan Quinn. Quinn or Kinney? I've never heard of it. Allegedly. <laughs> Kinney. Um, and Josh Hosang. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Fourth line, Jason Chimera, Anthony Beauvillier, who is a rookie in Cal Clutterbuck. Defense, Nick Letty, Johnny Boychuk. Hey, Calvin DeHaan, Adam Pellick. Hey, Thomas Hickey, Scott Mayfield. Never heard of Mayfield, but all right. I mean... I think you can sell Tavares on that team. You think so? I do. Um, if they were crap with the exact same team, I don't think he can. I just think it's a competitors like to win, man. Competitors like to win. If they offer him the money, you already started a life there. Mm-hmm. You're second in the division right now. I mean, that's the sort of division, uh, sort of decision. I don't think you make until. As Tavares, I don't think you make until after the playoffs are done. Yeah. It like imagine they make the playoffs, they do finish second in the division, and then they lose in the first round or something. You're still on the upswing though from a team that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, God, we're always saying that about the Islanders. Hey, look here, they they're here now. Mm-hmm. They're here. Nope. And then come July first, I would see him just be like, okay, what are my options? Because which market is going to – because nothing's going to be bigger than New York that in terms of market. Mm. So who's going to offer him the money? One-year deal with the Leafs. One-year deal. Come on, John. One-year deal. Who's out there besides Montreal that would offer him Yeah, Montreal, He, I think he might be a Canadian man. <laughs> Just give him Max. I mean, that, does, he they wanna, have the money. does he want to go to Montreal? Do they have another plan? That has to be their plan. I've already seen pictures of Habs fans who mock like scotch tape put Tavares on the back of a Habs jersey. I think what was it, Jeff Bayette that had the the Leafs Luongo jersey? Who's uh, who's ninety one on the Habs? Most recently, shoot, they did have a ninety one recently. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. It's Tavares now. (laughs) I think they had him as nineteen though on the jersey that I saw. Um, Yeah, what else is their plan? And then Joe Thornton's a UFA. So your silver medal is Joe Thornton. Okay. Maybe the Habs get both. Forty-eight-year-old Joe Thornton. He's making eight million dollars right now. Yeah, uh, he. I don't think he will next year. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think he would this year. It's a lot of money, hey. but he's he's a great player. But it's a lot of money. <laughs> that is a crazy amount. That's of more money. money than I think any Leaf player currently makes. Oh yeah. By almost Easily. three million. Yeah. <laughs> is it Ma- isn't Marlowe the highest-paid Leaf right now? Yeah. Six. What is it? Six. Three, two, no, five? five something. No. No way. It's not 625. Mm-hmm. Cap friendly. Mm-hmm. Cap friendly. Cap friendly. You know what, what is it? I was, I was doing the Y-Buy mattress, but I don't know why I sang cap friendly. Yeah, I don't either. So what does he make? Cap friendly <laughs> Canada. 
<laughs> Marlo's at 625. Oh. Hot Shit. damn. Kadri's second at 45. What? Amazing. No. Riley. Riley. Riley is Riley. second. Riley. Five million. And plus five. there's Lupul and Horton. Anderson's also at five. And Horton is at 5-3. And Lupul is 5-2-5. Five, Goodness gracious. Ooh. That Orton contract. <laughs> That's right. going to change awful quick, though. Um, couple, I just want to mention this. Here are some people who are um, <laughs> going to be t- RFAs going into this summer. RFAs. RFAs. Oh. I never Which, get too excited about don't RFAs. Get, don't get too excited. Because I'm always like, ooh. Uh. But, but some of the names here, you got to think someone's desperate enough. Maybe Montreal. Can we get an Adam Wilde analogy of the RFA feeling? Of the ooh, this guy's our favorite, but ah, what does that compare to? That's a good what war. That's a g- <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a war. What war, Just- <laughs> no war, man. <laughs> Dude, How about I don't no think war? anybody's been like war. Uh, well, I mean, they were at the beginning of World War One. They're like, yeah, six months. <laughs> Woo! It's gonna be six months. We're gonna be home victorious. There it is. Five years later, we're like we're still stuck in these damn trenches. That's so seriously upcoming how it went. RFA is World War One. I just, no. I just, I'm watching you talk to Chris Hadfield on uh, your other podcast that we shan't name. No, with uh, Sasky story. You're talking to Chris Hadfield, astronaut, and you're like. Cold War. Let's well, no. <laughs> he intercepted a Russian bomber. I know, that's insane. Which, that, by the way, that bomber that he intercepted, that same class of bomber dropped the biggest nuclear weapon ever during a, during a test in Soviet Russia. I did a little like it. It has it, lived it, the craziest dude, life. He he was the first Canadian pilot to ever intercept a Russian bomber. You think one thing goes wrong? World War Three. Did he do it one in a thing? Spaceship? No, no, he did it in an airplane. He was a pilot in the eighties. But he's an astronaut. But he was a pilot. Why didn't they get him to fly a spaceship? Well, you're close to it. He told yeah. he, t- he told this really cool story about how when you get when he was flying out and he was flying like you know north of Canada and that sort of thing or the, the northern end of Canada, he would shut off all the lights in the cockpit and pretend he was in space. That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I brought it up. And Sasky, Sasky was like, and then Sasky's like, like yeah, I, I think the leaves are improving. I did this. <laughs> Sasky's like, yeah, I pulled that from the prep. I'm like, yeah, but I had to ask that question because, like, look at. You know, it was it was amazing, right? Like he's just—it's cool to hear a guy who like loves flying because flying to me seems like a rock star job. It's you such can have a cool a book thing. Just called Jesus Christ. Look at the shit I've done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, let's go through these RFA lists, okay? Sorry, Mark Stone. Oh, right. Mark Stone, William Nylander, Ooh. Dylan Larkin, William Ooh. Carlson, Ooh. Jacob Truba, Anthony Mantha, J.T. Miller. Brandon Montour, Jason Zucker, Max Domi, Noah Hannafin, Sven Barchi, Vladislav Nemestikov, who is the third part of that ridiculous Tampa Bay first line, Connor Hellebuck, Elias Lindholm, Cody Cece, Robin Leonard, and that's just 18 of them. There are several others that are pretty good. Matt Dumba is also an RFA. There's wow, a, there are not a lot of players on that list who are not going to be paid. How many did you name? Uh, that was, I think, like 20? 16. Oh, 16. 16. All right, I would bet you. Oh, here it is. Your annual salary. That all sixteen get resigned. Yeah, I would, I would too. <laughs> but it's still, but it's, it's still fun to speculate. Yeah. Hey, so <laughs> I'm bringing this up because at when, best an RFA gets traded for an RFA. Yeah. Mm. But you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, you're right yeah. for sure. Especially Connor Hellebuck, man. The way he's played after uh, Steve Mason's gone down with his concussion. William that, Carlson went from <laughs> taken in the expansion draft to. <laughs> Like, wow. I think he's his team's leading scorer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Vegas is going to pay him. Does Buffalo re-sign Robin Leonard? And and if they don't, what the hell do they do? Well, I think you just answered the question. I don't think they want to, but, well, what do we do? Do you, if you're Buffalo and you're already bad, 
and you might get Rasmus Dahlin. Do you, which is hilarious. Um, do you, do you trade away some of the pieces, the Kyle Lock Pozos and the Ryan O'Reilly's? Like, if Montreal doesn't get Tavares, tell me they wouldn't look at a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. Seven and a half million dollars a year, good leader, tough as nails. Has to trade for him. I like it. <laughs> but you know, does Buffalo go? Okay, let's let's tinker a bit here. Let's see what we can get in returns. If we can get a Charles Houdon or something That's like another that. Another team that really badly needs to put their GM cap on. Like you just need to make some magic happen. Right. Got to figure it out. They're talking about trading Evander Kane. All right, you better rip off whatever team you trade him to. I don't think they'll re-sign him though. That's the thing. Well, this is no, but I'm saying like you can't just trade Evander Kane. You need to nail it. Like you need to. There are a bunch of GMs who are in win now mode, mm -hmm. and I don't mean on the ice. I mean in deals. Bergevin is in win now mode. Shirelli is in win now mode. Buffalo win now Why mode. Why is Shirelli in win now mode? No, he's in win trades now mode. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, he hey, has to be. So I'm, I'm going to bring up this story, and it's not hockey-related, but I still think it's important because when I talked to Jesse about it yesterday, his reaction was, their head coach is fucking stupid. Oh, I was and about that, to say, which war is it? Uh, <laughs> it is the Eli Manning situation with the New York Giants. Okay, so I don't know much about this. So basically, Eli Manning has played 210 straight games, and you think about a football season, it's 16 games long. That is 40 years. Yeah. It's, it's a long time. A couple Super Bowl rings. Now, Eli Manning is not his brother, and it's oh, arguable. So he's even worse. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's arguable. I wouldn't say unlikely, but arguable that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think he'll go in. Whether you believe he should or not, I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Who cares? He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's, a, I, he's going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. There's a lot of people going, well, he shouldn't, and here's why. But um, Ben McAdoo is their coach. And he has decided to sit Eli because they've started two and nine. Now, two weeks ago, they started two and nine. They've started two I and nine. I don't know if that's a start. Uh, well, they're yeah. Sorry, to I this point, it. thank you, Steve. Sorry. I'm so sorry. the hey, here's my football take. So the owners of the Giants uh, a couple year a couple weeks ago came out and said we have full confidence in our head coach. And here's what the head coach suggested. He said. We'll start Eli Manning. We'll keep starting him. But no matter what the score is, come halftime, he's coming out and Geno Smith comes in. So if they're up by a blazillion points, Eli Manning still comes out of the game. I mean, that almost makes more sense than if they're losing, doesn't it? Right? If they're up by a bajillion points, wouldn't you just want to save your quarterback? No. You play it, Steve. I don't know, No. Dude. I'm asking a question. Jesse. I had some Ben McAdoo stats, and I can't find them. Uh, He's that? looking. Steve. Are the stats Steve. wackadoo? <laughs> Frederick Anderson's playing really great. Yeah. Playing really great hockey. Let's pull him at the end of the second period because we want to save him so he can play more great hockey. I mean, I have thought of that in the past. I'm just saying. I know it's stupid, but sometimes I like to dream. <laughs> Sometimes I like to dream. Don't get you sometimes, What man. about that extra 20 minutes rest? <laughs> I thought you would find that absolutely insane and ridiculous. I am very surprised by your... And I think it's... I don't know. I, I don't know much about football, but isn't it weird to do that regardless of the situation? Constantly switch up your QB, even if they're healthy? Yes. QB, I yeah, know the, it is. You have a coach 
who is going to get fired at the end of the season because he doesn't have a winning record, and he has an elite quarterback, well, a quarterback who was uh, was. was elite, um, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And who's injured, win a, a, Who's currently injured, who's been injured for half season, and who can't win a game. But yet, it's the quarterback's problem, and he's benching him for no reason for a guy who's not going to be the future of the team. Geno Smith's 27 and hasn't proved anything. And you're just going to take Eli Manning out for no reason. The franchise quarterback. The guy who's the face of your team. And he's blaming the problems on this guy when it clearly has nothing to do with him. Is he blaming the problems on him? Or is he doing the typical thing where he's a coach who's gotten too clever? No. He's he's like, ah, mm, I'm going to do this thing no one really does. And it's going to work. Well, it seems like he's just not a fan of Eli Manning. And here's what's interesting is that two weeks ago, by the way, the last name of the family is Mara, the, uh, that owns the, the New York Giants. Last name of the Steelers family, Rooney. Their kid's married. And Rooney Mara, actress. I believe she's Academy Award nominated. And her sister Kate are family are kids of the Rooney and Mara clan. Isn't I that cool? I feel like you've told us that before. And Isn't I, that I'm still as clueless as the first time Kate you Kate Mara said it. from House of Cards. Yeah, Kate Mara from House of Cards and Rooney Mara from um, yeah, which one is everything. She? She's she in so was many the movies. one that uh, spoiler House of Cards. Spoiler, she's if you one. haven't seen it, turn off for the next she, she's 18 the seconds. Um, uh, Frank Underwood pushed her in front of the. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay okay okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so the, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> even still, even with the spoiler, you're like, hey, Frank. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, they like, go. Oh, I totally got it. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. A couple weeks ago, <laughs> the owner says, and the owner and GM come out and say, we are not making any coaching changes till the end of the season. Now, I believe it was yesterday, he goes, well, there's no guarantees in life. <laughs> it's, but this, it's, I made my statement a couple weeks ago, but there's no guarantees in life. <laughs> there's no guarantees in life. And Drew Doughty's at the back going, tell me about it. <laughs> it's annoying because the season is a wash. Yes. They have nothing to play for. Why Why mess up the guy who's been there for his entire career, who's who's the face of your franchise, like I keep saying, why he's won two Super Bowls, mm-hmm. why bench him? Why, what's the reason? There isn't a good one. You're not playing for anything. Let the guy who is this team play out the season and probably retire and go off into the sunset. Eli, Eli was crying. Like, he was so upset. Are you guys saying this to say... Jack Eichel should not be on the third line or to say that Nylander should not be on the fourth line. Because I think I'm starting to get it. Did I get it? I hope Ben McAdoo is happy with the severance package he receives in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he will be. He's not going to be like, oh, money. Why, why light a light a match but, and throw it in gasoline on your way out? That's why my fa- do that? It's my favorite thing with the NFL because I don't think the Giants were supposed to be good anyway. And that's what's hilarious. It's like, well, we're not winning. Well, nobody thought you were going to win. You're bad. You're a bad team. <laughs> I expected You're bad. Nothing, and I was still disappointed. Like, their offensive line is garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Eli Manning's old. He can't move to the side. He can't shift to side to side anymore. So if, if you've got an old quarterback who can't move, you better have a good offensive line to keep him blocked, right? Football is such a strange sport. Because there are so many players where I watch them on the field, and I'm like, you don't look like you can move comfortably. Like in day to day life, like you look like Most you breathe can't. heavy in the grocery well, store. Like, one thing they're wearing like a suit of armor. To be fair, it's true. But like, okay, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, for example. Yeah. Whenever I just I just watch him move around, I'm like, your, your knees have to be so sore all the time. Have you ever seen him run though? 
No. He can move. Can he? It's surprising. And he's big, too. I don't get it. Uh, he's he a big runs boy. like Braun Strowman. Yeah. Yeah. WWE. Uh, Wrestling. Ben McAdoo. It's real. We'll be out of a job and probably won't have one very soon. Um, Chris Johnson reporting that Austin Matthews is not on the ice for the skate this morning in Edmonton. Stop it, Christopher. I don't know what that means. It just might mean he's taking a maintenance thing. Sometimes they do that, too. I hope so. Oh, boy. And he hasn't looked 100%, has he? Oh, boy. Let's do the press conference, shall we? The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. You know what, though? Bozak takes maintenance days all the time, and we don't even care. Yeah, because he's Tyler Bozak yeah. and not Austin Matthews. And no offense to Tyler, but, like, there's a there's sort of a difference, right? He'd be like, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's keep going here. Uh, press conference. Jesse? Uh, someone on the Reddit wrote a uh, a Steve question. A divide and oh, sh- name the drafted year. Okay. <laughs> all, right. So, all right. All right. This is my new favorite game. That's uh, a good game. <laughs> what would you like first, the player or the long divide? <sighs> player. Sean Avery. Sorry. Poor. Sean Avery. Oh, boy. Uh, year. I'll ask you for the year he was drafted and oh. the team. Year to no ninety eight. I don't know ninety eight. I want to say first round. Detroit. I'm gonna go ahead and say like twenty fourth overall. Jesse smiling. Sean Avery. Sean Avery was undrafted. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He did start with Detroit, though. Yes, yes, that was the first day. All right, consolation prize. Question. There's my participant ribbon. All right. Uh, second part. What's 102 divided by three? Oh, dude. Um, <laughs> that's hard. So no, okay. So 90 would be 30, Ooh. and then 100. Two would be 12 on top of that. So 34, Austin Matthews. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> well done. You always get one out of the two. <laughs> wow. If I was going to say he got one out of two, it would not have been the division. <laughs> That's not no. what I would have called. But yes, uh, 102 divided by three is Austin Matthews. Well done. I feel good. I feel good. And James Reimer. More importantly. Don't encourage this. Don't say anything. This is Didn't from uh, Brownageddon. <laughs> That's the, a good name. Does the Golden Knights goalie coach, Dave Pryor, win the Jack Adams Award? Man, true that. <laughs> good question. Yeah. That's really good. That's, that's an interesting question because most head coaches will tell you, I don't know anything about goalies. I don't know. Um, goalie coaches should probably get a little bit more credit than they get. Gerard Gallant. If he does, like, if they make the playoffs this year, Just he stop voting. Stop voting. It's, and he how, wins. And how Doug McLean will Doug McLean be if that happens? The Panthers. Because, because the Panthers suck. And went he called back it. to Dale Talon. You know what's not a story at all this year? They went back to their old ways and still blow. Why doesn't anyone care about that anymore? Oh, because you can sit with us. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, but they're Dale Talon's team now. Let's all be fair about it. They want. Eric Branson back for crying out loud. Ugh. 
And I like Eric, too. I feel bad, like, some of the things we've said regarding trade talk. I was going through an old hard drive recently, and I found some old pictures. So I was like, oh, yeah, I interviewed Erica Branson back in the day. That, well, so listen, nice. nobody's saying he's a bad person. No, but, like, I don't know. I I'm find... saying we, we, what we're really not even making fun of him as a player. It's it's more like the, the, mis, the misinformed views of the value that he adds. You know that he adds value. You know he's an yes. NHL player. But he's not what many would say he is. Look at the Canucks and look at the Panthers. That's all I'm going to say. Look at the standings. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Leadership. That's how it works. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, Robert De Niro. I appreciate That's that. That was the last question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just because I'm covered in moles, Adam. <laughs> uh, Bulbasaur Kifachu, who always comes with the lyrics. Hey. <laughs> Coming with the sweet names. I love it. Um, I like this one. If we were to add a fourth member to the show, and it had to be a former Leaf, who would it be? First name that comes to mind is Colby Armstrong. That was the first answer. On yeah, I like that yeah. one. I think that's good. Arm dog. Broadcasting background. Darcy Sportsman. Tucker seems like he's a good talker. See, I feel like Darcy Tucker is a little more careful about what he says, whereas Colby's still like... I'm new here about the whole thing. Like, he's still, like, too young to even be retired. Yeah. And so he's just like, well, here's my honest-to-God opinion. And he gets yelled at for it. Dude, the Ryan Smith story that he told. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who's I promised who? Yeah. I promised, I promised. I promised Horka wouldn't do this. Hork- well, that, yeah. that was Ryan. That was Ryan Whitney. That was Ryan Whitney. Yeah. Horka wouldn't, wouldn't do this. That was great. That was really you know, good. You know who would be funny? And I, you guys are gonna hate this. I I think I think just having an alternate viewpoint that is so different from ours, it would be it would be irritating for us. But I also do think it would be kind of interesting. Is Jr. Well, he wasn't a former Leaf. Though. Yeah. Oh, that's former, former Leaf. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Every Damn. episode, five minutes. Fuck off. <laughs> Someone gets fuck up and off, leaves. Dangle. Oh. <laughs> um, but let me tell you about America. Yeah. Let me tell you about America. <laughs> Former Leaf. Former Leaf. Oh. Kiprios. Yeah. Kipper's my pick, man. I love that guy. Yeah, I think that was yeah. yeah, that'd be great. He's he's awesome. And he's different, but depending upon what company he's with. Like with us, he was telling us crazy stories. With Doug, he's like sparring. Yeah. With um Colby Armstrong, you could tell like they're like there's that brotherhood of guys who have played. Yeah. So it's a little bit more jovial. Like it's it, you put him in different positions and you see different sides of him. You know what uh you know what Colby does that like I hope no one ever tells him not to. Because he's one of the panel. He's supposed to be one of the experts, but often they'll throw to him and then he'll struggle with his answer a bit and then he'll ask a really good question. So he like he like rehosts. Yeah. <laughs> and like I always smirk when he does it but I'm like that's actually a really good question and it always ends up leading to a good conversation. He's I think a, he'd be really good. He's a have. conversationalist. He's not a blowhard. He's honest but he's not a blowhard. No. So I think I'd really also, like him on the show. So very, rare. I know. Yeah. I a know. very convincing Daenerys Targaryen, can we just say? Oh, yes. Holy, uh, holy no. moly. <laughs> he couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> that was funny. Um, hmm. Other other great... Naz. But it's got to be former Leafs. When Naz retires. When Naz retires, yeah, he'd be great. Be good. He would be cool. He will be yeah, um, You know who else? Connor Carrick also. Underrated? Good. Zach Hyman. Interesting. Yeah. Because he, he, he is gives, funny. He gives honest answers. Yeah. 
He gives honest answers. If you could get him to tell stories, which I'm not convinced he can do, I don't know. I don't know one way or the other. To me, I'm always like, huh, that's an interesting and very Roman Polak, another guy where I'm like, that guy he's, answers yeah, questions. He's pretty good too. Hmm. Not Ron Hainsey, because he makes it clear every time he gets interviewed how much he hates getting interviewed. I'm like, Ron, <laughs> relax, bro. There's like five, there's like five questions, he kills dog. Penalties and quotes. It's been 20 years. Like, get oh, over it. Man. <laughs> oh, like literally, he's like. When he scored a goal a couple, it was last week, I think he said, yeah, the, you know, the one downside is i got to talk to you guys. <laughs> like, what an insulting, <laughs> shitty thing to say. And he's not kidding. Like, yeah. <laughs> They asked him about the White House stuff because he was on the Penguins and he just went next. And it was just like, oh, okay. Well, he doesn't care. Whatever. Hey. Score, score the points, win the games. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, Anyways, we got to go. You know, you know what I would like to do is be like, hey, hey, Ron, I don't want to talk to you either. See what his reaction is. Oh, shit. He's probably like, good, go. (laughs) (laughs) I think, though, Ron Hainsey strikes me as a guy, if you could get him to open up, he'd have some very interesting things to say. Mm. Well, I think, you know, getting answers out of Matthews and Marner would be pulling teeth. But I think if you gave them their own show. Damn. Yeah. Maybe I'd watch that. Yo, Matt. Okay, let's talk about current NHLers that would have a great radio show if you put them together. No. Current NHLers who would make great YouTube channels. Matt Martin hey. and Mitch Harner. <laughs> yes. For sure. It would just be great. Um, just watch them play video games all day. I think <laughs> Phil Kessels would be interesting boring. So it would be like, yeah. you know, <laughs> Phil. Performance just, art. You know how there's like, like Kanye doing things? I would just like to see a Phil doing things YouTube yeah. channel. Like, what, what are you doing today, Phil? I'm buying some that, carrots. Did you see that there's a Star Wars night in Pittsburgh and they used Kessel? Really? That's absolutely perfect. Well, the oh, Kessel room. I was, they're, they're doing their uh, Star Wars night in uh, Tampa Bay uh, pretty soon. I think it's next week. And I was that, the last one. Have you ever seen the Tumblr? Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Kessel and R2-D2. He did the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. Yeah. 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 What? Bless Star- you? Star Wars things. Thanks. Oh, and he's wearing a mask. Jesus. Um, oh, I don't even remember what I was about to say. Oh, yeah. You, know, you ever seen the Tumblr Kim, Jong, uh, Kim Jong-il looking at things? <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just pictures of him looking at things. Il or some- un? I think it's Il. Okay, the and, old one. Yeah. So you're just scrolling, and it's the most mundane shit. But for some reason, it's you just laugh harder and harder the more you scroll down. I would definitely follow Phil Kessel looking at things. Yeah, my favorite propaganda photos are from North Korea, obviously, because they're so blatantly dumb. But I love like he'll be like petting a dog, and he'll have like advisors around him writing it down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ah, like pet, ah, he pet the dog. Wow, one, interesting. <laughs> Front to back. <laughs> Front to back. Sometimes, though, he, he focuses on the lower back, which dogs have trouble getting to, and they yeah. love. They go, mm, mm. The dog kicked its leg. Is the dog malfunctioning? No, no, it enjoys it. It's good. Anyway. Hey. Anyway, shout out uh, Gianni for sending me the uh, Darth Kessel on Twitter. Thanks, Gianni. Love you. Yeah, if I think of some more names, I'll say them. Oh, Ed Balfour. Oh, yeah. Would probably not say very much. But I bet whatever he did, oh, he just walks in here. Jeans, like pale faded jeans, cowboy boots, plaid shirt, denim jacket. And he he drives his Ford F-150 right up to the mic. Wallet on a chain. (laughs) Hair. Wallet on a chain. Dripping with grease. Steve's old Carl Can-I jeans on. (laughs) I remember one time. Dark. 
<laughs> Didn't he get some? He was in court for something, and he wore like an ex an Exco sweater to it, or something like that. Dude, like in the, in the late, he got, got inducted into the Hall of Fame. He had a, he had a Canadian tuxedo on. Not a boy. <laughs> Just oh. oh yeah, Belfour would be really good. And uh, you know, you know, you guys like out. El- Belfour. There are yeah. guys in every guys and girls in every industry and in every sport and everything that are like they're so good naturally that they just don't care. Like it's almost like like they're just good because they're good. And I think Ed was one of those guys. And I know obviously he cared, but like he was yeah. he's just like it was like an effortlessly good. Like I'm Ed Belfour. I'm probably gonna get into some trouble off the off the ice. Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your crappy team all the way to the to the finals. Hey, I'm kind of nuts. You're gonna deal with it. Trust me. That's that Belfort. Just slowly walks away. You know that's exactly how it would go. Oh my God, Ed Belfort. Yeah, yeah. Co-host Steve Dagger podcast. <laughs> He'd be great. You're right. Uh, you know, I was I was thinking about uh, Kyle Quincy. Ed, can you bring up Kyle Quincy's stats? No. And he's done for the show. I bet you got to think about Tony Amante, Jr. Jeremy Roenick, Ed Belfour, Chris Chelios on one team. There must have been some times. One of these days, there's going to be some stories from that era. One of these One days. One of these days. Builder Lego, I think, would be another Ed Belfour type. And wasn't Steve Larmer on that team, too? Anyway. I don't know. There uh, some, we there's some need to wrap. Oh, yeah, we should wrap. We, should, we sh- should wrap on Eddie. <laughs> Eagle out. <laughs> no, would he even make time for that? Eddie, your catchphrase should be Eagle out. And then he would just very very slightly turn his head while still back facing you and just go (laughs) follow the guys on twitter at steve underscore dangle at adam w-y-l-d-e and at jesse blake the steve dangle podcast Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.